Hey, group chat. I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week, we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as Black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Shade. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Texting. It's Sade, and I'm joined by Chels Pinky and Beth Stybrat. Hi, girls. Hey, ladies. Hi. What's goody? What are y'all leaving on right in reply? I can start. I'll um, jump in. Oh. oh. Wow. This is oh. the first. Oh. Is it? <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, because y'all don't be ready. Yeah, I'm not really ready. I just, I'm like, press for time so gotta get this shit out so i'm replying to the fact that i had a lot of visitors this past weekend um, everybody like what the hell yeah and it was so nice and like so i don't know it just felt really great that like people came all the way across the country and made sure to make time for me and i made sure to make time for them and Feels loaded I didn't get that. <laughs> like, oh, okay <laughs> No, it's because she's great. been like, it's when I, I don't have a, I don't see a booked flight, Sade. When is your flight booked to see me, Sade? Oh, well, I mean, you're lost because California is great. Um, and I'm just living in the sun, you know? And the longer you take to get here, by the time you get here, I might be too busy for you. So, um, anyways, for the friends that visited early, thanks for the visits. It's been great. And I love you guys. That. And then I'm replying to, oh, I'll, rep- I mean, I'll leave on red. Um, remember when I was texting you guys and I was like, reminder, annoying white lady. So we were at yes. a concert <laughs> yes. and obviously our mutual friend who we, who I went to the concert with, he's like so beautiful and so cute and like magnetic. So like, he's obviously going to attract fans, um, which is fine. But then this like white girl comes up to us and literally was like, oh, my God, you're so cute. And I'm like, OK, cute. And then she just keeps going on and on about how cute he is and like is asking him all these questions. And I'm like standing right there. And I was like, do people not have manners like to at least say like hello? And then I think she caught herself like later and or no, I walked away and I went to get us drinks. And then she was trying to be friendly afterwards. But I was like, who raised y'all? Mm. that's it um who wants to go next um yeah mine's pretty quick um I am just leaving like a responsibilities and general adulting on red because I feel like I always have something to fucking do like tomorrow I have to see a physical therapist and then my normal therapist and then like pick up my mother's birthday gift and get my hair done and it's just like (laughs) what like I know I sound probably like such a brat, like, oh my God, I need a physical therapy. But like, it's so much, like, I just never have like a fucking second. There's always like something to do. And I don't know how people do this, let alone like manage families. And like, it's just, it's a lot. Alas. 
And I will say that was a fun part about California, though, because like you could just drive and like fucking park your car. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to be like on the Q train, then the two train, then the Baba. It's like too much. Um, So you should move. Okay. Um, No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to reply. Funny enough, I'm going to reply to another element of adulting. I am in the process of like trying to learn more about like home buying and it's really dope because like a lot of my family members are in like real estate or like flipping houses or contract work and so like as I'm learning so much of this I'm able to like call up a cousin call up an aunt like get connected to like people to learn about getting a home loan and I'm like look at my community showing out for me and look at us building building because y'all niggas was trying to not have us know about this stuff and keep the black man down. And now we're out here. So <laughs> it was very inspiring. Like, I was like, oh, I'm confused about this. And my cousin was like, oh, hit up Auntie So-and-so. Like, she knows all about. I was like, come on, Auntie So-and-so knowing and just having the plugs and the connects. It's a blessing. And I'm very, very happy about that. Wow. Every time anybody says plugs and connects, I started singing Bitch from the South. Y'all don't know it. Don't know real good, a bitch. I know the real song. plugs and connections. First, I make him oh. eat a chili lock job. That's um, what he's. He, that's what she's saying. <laughs> yeah, real good, a bitch. Real, real plugs and connections. And connections. You're right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what y'all do. Lotto, who has since changed sorry, her name. Lotto. We talked about this. We did, and she did it. She's very cute. I'll give her that. She's cute. She's amazing. Said, Should oh, she change her name? I'm supposed to go see her in concert. This actually leads into my reply because I'm having an amazing time in Mexico and I was considering staying a little bit longer. I'm going to go home and do some shit for like a week and then might come back for another three weeks of April. But I got to go see Saucy Santana and Lotto with the girls. I got to figure this out. (laughs) I got to figure out when the dates of that show are. Also, Callie is going to be in that show who I think is going to be on our show soon. Oh, yes. Um, Another rapper. Yeah. So, um, no, I've I've just been having a... Can I interrupt you really quickly and say I slept on Saucy Santana and now I work out to Saucy Santana and I'm like, where the shisha? (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. Why would you ever sleep on our good sis Saucy? I don't know. I I was was behind. Santana... <laughs> oh my god i'm dead um but now mexico's been amazing i feel like just reinvigorated inspired like it's just it was important i think for me to like shake up my routine I'm, I'm more productive here than i have even been at home which is wild but i think i just needed to remove myself from the like day-to-day and it's been amazing um what i'm gonna leave on red is some little weird shit that happened this weekend we went away to the mountains, my friend and I, and we were supposed to go with a bunch of people. So we rented this cabin that had like two floors. It would house like, like five to six people basically. So the night that we got there, my friend was like, oh, some of my friends that live in the town are going to go come pick us up. These three guys came. They're a little bit younger as well, probably like between like 25 and 27 or something. It's <laughs> giving a little bit like 19, maybe. Um, so we ended up having this like super long night with them, drinking, chilling at this girl's house. It was pouring down raining. And this guy that had driven us there 
out of nowhere in the middle of the night while we were all chilling just left we didn't even see him leave or anything so he bounces (laughs) and now it's pouring raining and he's our only ride and now we had to record the next day I don't even want to get into all that that shit had me very much tight the girl lived in a house that was under construction under construction (laughs) it had no windows no doors so the rain was just falling into the into the home it was freezing cold and wet everywhere and I'm like I have to record I have to record have to record so then I just climb into this girl's bed don't know the girl her dog is in the bed I climb in the bed just so that I could try to get some sleep but everybody is still partying playing cumbia all night it's like and I'm like dying Finally, the rain starts to fade at around six o'clock in the morning and they go, these boys go into the street to go find a taxi. They get one. This person takes us back to the place where we're staying. And the, earlier in the night, the guys are like, oh, do you mind if we stay with you guys? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever. I don't know. There's mad beds. And one of them was like, you don't mind some cuddling, right? Just like a little bit of cuddling for body heat or something. And I'm like, just like giggling or whatever. <laughs> so we get back to the spot and my friend was downstairs with this dude. And then I go upstairs, like they have, they are sharing a bed downstairs, but they have like a thing with each other already. I go upstairs where there's a, a like a queen size and like a twin. And there's a lot of space, it's like a loft type cabin situation. And I'm tucked away in the corner in this queen bed. And this other dude is across the room in the twin. I start getting like allergies in the middle of the night. I'm like sniffling or whatever. And I'm turned over. I, I'm about to fall asleep. I, I just, my eyes pop open and the man is sitting on my bed. Like, are you okay? Like, are you crying? And I was like, nah, I'm good. I have allergies. Thank you very much. I'm good. And he's just still sitting there like staring at me. Bro, it was mad, like, scary, actually. Can I please lay with you? Can I lay next to you? He's pointing at the pillow, motioning to, like, lay down. I was like, no, I'm fine. No, thanks. And he's like, but why? But why? But I want to lay next to you. But why? Ain't that crazy? That's creepy. Mad scary. I, that ass was one eye willy the whole night. <laughs> one eye willy. One eye willy. I have You're my so eye on that annoying. man. <laughs> Okay, do we have a, uh, a hotline a bling? Hotline. I have um I have one that we'll to get into probably like another time. But okay. I talked about oh. this on the last episode uh, episodes prior. The boys that we met on the island and that boy that I was finessing and making it seem like I was gonna give him like a book deal if he gave me some dick. <laughs> he sent me his oh, manuscript. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, 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 yes, 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 yes. Okay. I have a copy of his book manuscript. Well, he he's been messaging me like a bunch, just trying to make like conversation very interesting. I'm like hey what's up but he sent me his book manuscript we might have to just like read a couple sections from it one day it's about his theories on about love and why men and women misunderstand each other or something wow men are from venus and women are from mars essentially or women i thought it was the other one yeah Yeah. this is not a hotline bling but i just have to say our manosphere episode on youtube we have like so many trolls and trolls if you're listening I literally thrive off of this like I love being trolled I think it's the funniest thing ever like it's I've so- not even read any of those comments Me neither. <laughs> call us like cat ladies and like all this stuff and I just like it like I hate it genuinely cats. cracks me up. <laughs> none of us like, have cats I love cats I, I mean basically Basically, like the meaner it gets, the funnier I find it except for obviously if they say something like that's just like terrible what's the meanest comment um Honestly, the meanest comment someone wrote is that like the intro audio sounds really choppy and we need to fix it. 
and I oh, take I that really that personally. Oh, I really liked that. I thought that yeah, was like, like good, a constructive good, criticism and like helpful criticism. feedback. I know. And I was like, probably oh, correct. I haven't noticed that. So we, we probably could. You should that, respond but... to them and say, we Thanks. are uh, um, an indie podcast. And if they'd like to support and help us get better equipment, here's the website, blackgirlstexan.com. There's a support <laughs> tab. I said, thanks for the feedback. And they were like, you're welcome. It's actually a great podcast for being independent or something. It was like, you guys are like, it was tell them to donate. Tell them to donate. But anyways, guys, let me get to this newest comment. Um, This man says, I like the woman at the bottom. He's speaking about Chelsea. You can tell she's not wrapped up into this whole feminist man-hating indoctrination. She knows something is off. The top left one, which is me. Has misandry written all over her? What does that mean? Has what? It's like um, misandry. I've, I've like, heard that word a lot. Is isn't it like like women who are anti man? Is that it? Misandry is dislike of contempt or ingrained prejudice against men. She likes feminist smoke being blown up her ass. Feminists tell them things that makes them feel good. And in the end, they all end up with the same results, overworked, alone, and nothing to show for but achievements from their job for making corporations richer. And you know what, <laughs> Rayshawn Threat, you're absolutely right. Damn. I am sitting here so sad with my big bag. <laughs> I love these comments. I'm like, these people like take I did not see day. that one. Yeah. Like, this is a newer one and I just had to read it because it just like makes me laugh. Um, so yeah, not only does our hotline bling, our YouTube blings, YouTube is a dangerous place. I just want to say like, wild, I mean, wild anyone who's going to take time out of their life to comment someone negative, something negative about another like regular person is a fucking weirdo. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey, group chat, it's your girl Shade, and y'all know I am the queen of self-care, and I'm about to tell you more about how you can spring forward into the new season feeling good. This spring, I know we're all craving a getaway and some much-needed time off to reconnect with ourselves. Whether you're going far away or sticking closer to home, the getaway you're dreaming of is closer than you think. Take a real spring break at European Wax Center. European Wax Center are the experts in waxing for everyone. When you visit a European Wax Center, you get the best of the best. They're certified wax specialists are expertly trained in prepping, protecting, and pampering your skin. They're going to make you feel brand new. So don't wait for summer to get away from it all and recharge. Book yourself a moment of smooth with the wax experts. They even have an online booking system that makes getting a reservation super simple and forward and an app you can use. It's the EWC app to book your waxing service. Take a real spring break and book yourself a moment of smooth at European Wax Center. Make a reservation today. Your first wax is free. Hey group chat, it's your girl Chels Pinky and I am so into my skincare and my makeup and my hair health right now. Everything I need and all the products that I use, I get from Ulta Beauty. They are truly the best beauty destination right now. Each time I go there, my needs are met since they carry such a wide and inclusive assortment of products. And the specialists that work there are beyond helpful. At Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful. If there's anything that you're looking for that relates to beauty, you can absolutely find it there. Shop Ulta Beauty now. Our entire group chat does, so should you. And now we are back with more Black Girls Texting. 
My good sis, that's a black girl doing shit. On a positive note, I am going to transition us into our black girl doing shit. Um, we had a lovely guest on this episode. However, she is not black. And you know the girls highlight a black girl doing shit always. Um, and so in the spirit of talking about like beauty, skincare, I wanted to highlight the founder of Hannah Hannah Beauty. Is it Hannah Hannah or Hanana? Hanaha. Uh, this is a shame. Hanaha. <laughs> how would I know? No one contacted me and told me how to say it. So I've been calling it Hannah Hannah. Spell it so the girls can Google. Yes. It's spelled H-A-N-A-H-A-N-A. Oh, that's Hana. It's Hana Hana. Pretty sure. Hana right? Hana. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not Hannah. Hannah Hana Hana Beauty. Y'all know I am internally a Becky. So <laughs> let me live. Hannah Hannah. <laughs> right. Hana Hana Beauty. And um, I also hope I don't butcher the founder's name. Um, but it's Abina Bawam. Um, she's gorgeous. And I've actually tried these products. I have to say but I went through that jar of shea butter in like a day. Yeah, when you the products. That shit was gone. That. No, I got I tried, it gifted Chinese. from like a work secret Santa. Like oh, that's nice. my my coworker, um, because they're like big on as IG. mentioned, Glenn Trust left them. us down in the dust. And, um, so I really started <laughs> so, off this episode so rough. Like literally, I was like, so we can be pronouncing everything correctly and hear more about and Chelsea was like you. looking at me. Yes, oh, yeah, I was gonna say because they just came out with a like a collaboration with somebody, right? And I'm sorry that they came off extremely unprofessional, but um we got it together and I think our conversation was really great. I learned a ton. It comes with like a card and I'm also excited to like check out the brand. Bamboo. Um, I can't speak French, but butter and do all types of gifts. Yeah. yeah, it's like a bundle they, for hundred dollars. Yes. So, They're girls, cute. get Check your notepad really out because really we cute. are joined by Charlotte Palomino, who's the co-founder and CEO of Do, a clinically vetted and price transparent skincare line. Do's first product, the award-winning Forever Eye Mask, has been featured in Vogue, Women's Wear Daily, Harper's Bazaar, The Cut, N1L's Future of Beauty Award. Um, also just Charlotte's pretty dope. So she conducted studies on cannabinoids and I can't pronounce some of these words, but she has like done the work. She's an esthetician, but she also comes from marketing. She formerly was at, um, Snap Inc. doing editorial development for brands like New York Times, Vogue, Complex. Prior to that, she was at Hearst Digital Media. She launched Cosmopolitan Snapchat Discover and, yeah, she still writes about beauty, cannabis, and food for various publications, such as Elle, The Cut. She does a lot and is an amazing, amazing guest because she's so smart. Like, she was able to just share so much. So, yeah, I think I think something that's super that was super interesting is that it wasn't just beauty, but like some history. Mm-hmm. Um, and she understands like systematic issues, which was interesting that we got to talk about that. And for those who don't speak French, her her brand is spelled D I E U X. So that's du, right? I said it right. <laughs> uh, listen to the episode. Time for the group chat. All right, y'all. It's time for the group we chat. Are so excited for this episode and for you guys to just jump into all the skincare goodiness and also kind of okay I know the girl boss is dead but positive girl boss energy we are so I'm just a boss 
<laughs> just right. the boss, the boss energy. I know. I'm like, girl boss, like that, that's not something you want to be, but anywho. Like, <laughs> oh, and I'm wearing millennial pink. Take it away. <laughs> we are so excited to be joined by Charlotte Palermino. I really feel like I fucked that up again. <laughs> no, you killed it. There's a lot of vowels here and it is a Saturday morning and we're struggling, but thank you so much for joining us and for going through all of our technical difficulties this morning. How are you? An absolute pleasure. Hello. I'm great. How are you guys? Good. You know, I mean, I'm going to talk shit about Glenn for a little bit and then we're going to jump into it. But um, listeners, Glenn is in fucking middle of nowhere, Mexico. This is her episode. She is nowhere to be found. And so <laughs> I'm just reading her notes and figuring it out. Good thing, <laughs> good thing I follow you on Instagram. So I've kind of got the gist and everything down. But, you know, we're going to have fun. <laughs> and thank you so much for joining us. I'm yes. thrilled to be here. So the first thing we're curious about is how you really got into skincare because you are a licensed esthetician, Mm -hmm. but I feel like you also like crossed the lines into knowing a lot about like history, details of like ingredients, like how did this all begin? Well, I think the first thing to remember with skincare, especially when you're talking about something that's not a drug, is that it's a cosmetic right? And so when we're talking about cosmetics, it's really unhelpful to be like not looking at, say, the culture behind cosmetics, where it came from, beauty standards, where beauty standards come from, and how they all kind of intertwine. Because the way that we approach skincare, my co-founder, she used to do patents for skinceuticals. And a lot of like really large brands, like she worked for La Roche-Posay, she worked for Kiehl's, um, she's worked for contract manufacturers in Korea. So, you know, when we really wanted to approach skincare, part of it was we wanted to take a lot of the shame out of beauty because I'm like, ever since Adam and Eve, like we just really love to shame women for lots of different things. <laughs> and so I'm like, it was just an apple. We're going to be fine, guys. But basically we wanted to really disentangle that and really see if we could actually educate people on what works for them and get them to skincare solutions that work for them that way. Because what was happening during the pandemic, and we've been working on the brand for about two years at this point, but everybody was using everything because we were bored and we're like, you know what? I'm just going to put acid all over my face. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> what happened. Basically. Um, like basically it's like, I'm going to do an in-office treatment at home and like people buying stuff <laughs> off Amazon and you're just like, oh my God. And so really seeing if we could educate people using less and just really letting people understand kind of like where like the machinations for even why you buy something comes from. Because a lot of motivating, motivating purchasing decisions in most products is fear, shame, or like that you are not good enough. And that's a one-on-one in consumer behavior, which is you create Gosh. a problem and then sell the solution. And so my background is marketing and editorial and storytelling. And I was hanging out with Joyce a lot and she's just so smart that I was like, I have to get my esthetician's license because I'm, I'm the CEO here and I need to understand skin histology. And it was super mm-hmm. helpful because you even understand just the differences between like different melanation tones. Like it absolutely impacts different things in terms of like what you need for skincare, if you want to use skincare, but also just like understanding the simple thing that your skin is a meat sack it's a barrier wow I feel a little bit of shame for some things I did last night (laughs) what your 10-step routine (laughs) I love a 10-step routine I'm never gonna shame maximalism more the like the being mean to yourself if while you're doing it like Mm. flipping that script Mm. okay absolutely yeah that's funny actually Chelsea and I 
share the same hairstylist and she's always like, talk nicely to your hair, say nice things to her Mm -hmm. or she's not going to (laughs) grow. So that definitely aligns with that. So I'm curious in thinking about, you know, especially during the pandemic, I'm guilty of this, like everyone just kind of going ham, trying every single product, like wanting to do everything. What are some of like your no-nos or like your faux pas? The first thing is that everyone's skin is going to be different. So I have very dry, dehydrated skin. I am about to turn 35 and I have very little melanin in my skin, which means I have zero protection to the sun, which means I am extremely, extremely diligent about sunscreen. But it's because I just want to protect what I have. You know, it's just like the reality is, is that when you have lighter melanation, you're just going to, you know, have more photo damage and photo damage is where majority of aging actually comes from. This has been studied. And so if you're ever wondering why that happens, that's why. (laughs) Um, And so also undoing a lot of the damage that I did as a teen, right? Which was like tanning beds because like a myth is that you needed to have like a base tan in order to like be able to like be safer (laughs) in the sun. And I'm like... I've been lied to, like, literally, who is, who is going to pay for all my sunscreen? Because I feel like the government should pay because they allowed that to be published. (laughs) Um, But essentially what I would say, some of the biggest no-nos that are pretty universal is trying a bunch of new products all at once. Mm -hmm. Um, God, I literally always do that. (laughs) Well, it's because if you have a reaction, you're going to have no idea which one was. Oh, which one, Yeah. And it's like, you know, I run a brand and like, I read a lot of our DMs and comments because I really want to make sure that people like, if something doesn't work for them, that we can like steer them in the right direction. Right. Because another thing is, is that there is no holy grail product for absolutely everybody. You're always going to find somebody that is allergic to something that's going to be with something. So when I see these crazy takedown pieces, because somebody had like a reaction to something, I'm like, you could literally be allergic to the preservative system in there that nobody else is allergic to. Like, it's really like you know, people need to understand that piece as well. But again, that's like brand saying that this product works for everybody, right? Or that they tell you that your skin is purging when you clearly just have a rash. And so mm-hmm. people who aren't familiar with purging, when you use keratolytics, keratolytics are anything that speed up cell turnover, right? So it like dissolves the bonds of your skin. You have higher cell turnover and it's where you get this kind of like glow. I'm shutting my face close to the camera because I use a lot of tretinoin, which is, or retinoids, which ah, yes. speed up that cell turnover. It gives you really like a, a very smooth finish on the skin. Um, and so um, very few ingredients actually do that though not many ingredients other than prescription ones as well will cause purging but there's like this epidemic where i see brands telling consumers that they're purging and in some cases yes like you know some cases sure you're gonna have a little bit of like a reaction and then it's gonna go down but that's very rare um and then another thing i would say is if you if you care about things like wrinkle depth or hyperpigmentation and all these things Mm -hmm. not using sunscreen kind of like you're kind of wasting your money on all the other stuff because it's just like you know like the sun is fantastic I'm not one of those people who's like go vampire yourself right for the rest of your life like I love being outside and in the sun but like also like my people are not built for it so I (laughs) protect myself um and I think that more we have this like very weird thing where it's like everyone's like natural is the best And I'm like, well, it's not natural for me to live in New York. So I'm going (laughs) to just, it's like natural for me to be in like the North of France, which 
is basically England. So uh, I'm going to be wearing a lot of sunscreen and hats and protecting myself in the summer. So I would say that's like another thing is just like, if you want, if you want, cause like, I hate saying anti-aging. I think it's like, you're going to age and die. Like it's just a reality. But I do think that if you want to protect what you have, then not using sunscreen or sun protection, UV, it's UV radiation, UV damage. Yeah. Yeah. My germ. (laughs) <laughs> My dermatologist was like, that is the number one thing like everyone needs to do, including black people, no matter how dark you are. But my thing about um, sunscreen is I put it on every single day, but then like if I put on makeup, how am I reapply? It says like reapply during the day. How do you reapply and ruin your makeup? So what I would say for that is that I, unless if, I, okay, this is going to be like dermatologists don't come for me. <laughs> if you work in an office, and you apply in the morning, and then you are mostly indoors, and then when you go out, it's not sunny, you're gonna be fine with that one time a day application. Okay. If you were at the beach, I'm, I just don't wear makeup and I just reapply like a fiend. Um, <laughs> I, um, I would say that if you're gonna kind of go for like drinks after work, which is going to be, a, I don't know if you guys are in New York, but I'm like, it's rooftop season, or like now right. thing after COVID is like, Street season, <laughs> right? Sidewalks. It's like just really, outside season, yeah, right? Just, right? It's outside. like crappy Paris. I love it. Um, <laughs> and so, and so, I'm like, okay, well, um, I'm going to be reapplying. And what I do is that I take a beauty blender, and I take a really great sunscreen. So for me, um, if you guys follow me, you know that I'm obsessed with any sunscreen that does not come from the United States because I don't love zinc. Um, mm. I, I mean, if you have oily skin, zinc is actually a great one because it's a mild astringent. But mm. when you have dry skin, it just like sucks everything out. And if I get white cast with certain sunscreens, then that yeah. is appalling. I am, <laughs> I am pale for people who may not be seeing this. So, you know, for me, it's like, I love the newer filters that are better studied, have better safety profiles, better mm-hmm. stability profiles and last longer. So I like Australian sunscreens. I love European sunscreens, sunscreens from Brazil, like literally anywhere else where there's like Tinnosorb S plus or Juvenal A plus, I believe I might be butchering some of these, but basically like these newer filters and they are a dream to reapply because there's no cast and they go on so smoothly that you take that beauty blender or a makeup brush and you just like stipple, is it stippling? Stippling in? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You brush, your makeup doesn't really budge. You might have to reapply a little bit, but it's mostly, it's mostly stable. Okay. So do I have to go to Brazil or Australia to get this? No, I'm going to show you one right now. That <laughs> love. Okay. And also they're cheaper. The most beautiful sunscreen is like $12 and it's yeah. like here to get a beautiful sunscreen. You're like, okay, here is my 401k uh, <laughs> the contributions. Um, but this is beauty of Joe sun. It's my favorite. It's $12 on style banner. Great. Getting that. <laughs> Do the yeah. girls and dolls and guys have their notepads out? <laughs> because yeah. we're getting no, educated in here. I mean, I'm going to Paris for a cosmetics um, trade show where you get to see all of the new up and coming ingredients because we're really into biotech with our company Ooh. because we're trying to find more. Basically, it's like every option is like terrible for the environment, but our whole mantra is like, how do you minimize harm? Mm-hmm. And so for us, biotech is really interesting. It's like basically when you grow things in like bioreactors versus mm-hmm. farming or even using like offshoots of other industries. Um, and so so while we're there, though, we're meeting with sunscreen manufacturers because we don't want to make it in the US. I mean, I literally, US. Went, 
when I go to Paris, I go to like their pharmacies and like pick up lotions and like, and just like take it all back. Cause like their Rite Aids, I guess, are like, the quality of the products are just so much better. It's it's like going to church. I'm like, this is amazing. Um, but what's funny about French pharmacies is that their pillar is actually barrier repair. And if you look at the ingredient list, most products have petrol atom or white paraffin in it. So it's really funny to me when people say that, like, you know, Vaseline is banned in Europe. I'm like, have you been to Europe? Like, I don't want to sound like a pretentious asshole, right. but I mean, just go to a store. Like, it's there. Right. Speaking of Vaseline, yes. I, mm. I, I did, I'm going to be honest, I do not follow you on Instagram, but when you came on the video, I was like, this woman looks familiar. <laughs> I sent you her, her video. Her post. Yes. And then I shared it with a bunch of people and it was all about Vaseline and it talked about like the history, which I had no idea. Makes sense. Um, but Shade, do you want to do a synopsis of the video you sent me? Well, one... Everyone's obsessed with slugging as of late. And my understanding, I haven't tried this. I was always under the impression that Vaseline actually wasn't that great for you because of the like, um, what like is it? Clogs mineral oil? Yeah, like like it could like clog your pores. So I've always been like, Vaseline, ah, like what is, it? What is this, 1993? Even though and when we were kids, our parents would rub Lather us in Vaseline, us. right. Yeah, they're but, smart. Yeah. So then I was, I saw your post, um, shout out to Brooke DeVard, Naked Beauty Podcast. I think she had like shared something and I was like, one, holy shit. I need to be using Vaseline Two, This woman is like breaking down the origin stories of Vaseline and like how it's tied to like indigenous communities and who freaking knew all of this. Erasure of indigenous communities from culture. No, no. Surprise. <laughs> America would never. But I loved that about your page. And then I got like really deep into kind of like, for lack of a better term, stalking you because I was like, I love how you kind of have this like intersection of like skincare and history and like, kind of, like social issues because like, they're all connected. Everything's connected. People right. tell me that beauty is not political and to not talk about politics. And I'm like, yes, because... People are trying to control my ovaries. Like literally, like being a woman is political. Being anything when you look at intersectionality is by nature political because you are literally trying to be controlled by government agencies. So please don't tell me that. Um, it really yeah, drives me nuts because even when we talk about the history of tretinoin, um, that's like a whole other topic. But basically it was tested um, by Albert Klugman on black prisoners in Philadelphia. Oh. And it obviously was like the most like atrocious like the guy just was like literally doing testing on prisoners. And like, there's so many issues in the U S about what was done to prison populations. And we know, I mean, look at New York alone with stop and frisk, like people were just being thrown in jail for possession of like a joint, like it was insane. And so to then have that happen. And then for you to tell me that beauty isn't political, I'm like, please just like, I'm glad that you get to live that life and feel that way. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't um, at all. And you will never change my mind. Um, but when we're talking about the history of Vaseline, I mean, I feel like there's like so many inflection points because I do want to recognize, like, as people are like, oh, Charlotte, like you're the queen of slugging. I'm like, I talk about it a lot, but like, let's be super clear. Like I didn't grow up with Vaseline. I grew up in India. This is like French. Okay, that's a good uh, one too. Yes. Um, it's a, it's a petrolatum based product though. It's all using that right. core product of petrolatum. Um, but I'm, 
at the end of the day, it's like with Vaseline, the reason why I talk about it so much is because it's like an inflection point, right? Um, in the sense that it is what has been demonized by so many brands mm-hmm. and so many people, largely white women who were the proponents of the clean beauty movement. Mm-hmm. And why were they demonizing it? They wanted to sell you something else. Now, I don't think that everything in clean beauty is badly intentioned, right? I do think that we need more safety. I do think that we need more intentionality with how we create products. I do think that we need to think about the environment, but when you actually break down the formulas of a lot of these clean brands, they're not doing any of that. They're just banning parabens. And at the end of the day, parabens are allowed in Europe. They are a perfectly safe preservative system when you're talking about the short chain ones, it's like not all parabens. And it's just like not all petrolatum. So petrolatum, when it's unrefined, it's a waste byproduct of the gasoline industry, okay? So it is a byproduct. It gets thrown out when it doesn't get refined. That is wasteful, okay? So until we eliminate fossil fuels, it is madness to be throwing away petrolatum. So petrolatum, when you triple refined it, refine it, it is USP grade. That is very safe to put on your skin. But back to the history of it, the first people that were actually using petrolatum for what? Wounds, cracked skin. Europeans were using lard animal fat. <laughs> but in my family, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm French Italian. Like there were jars of Crisco that were used. I would have. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There was a girl in middle school that had Crisco in her locker. Yeah. Was, was really? She, was she white? No, she was black. Okay. Well, poor us. cultures. Right. That's way better. Like Crisco was actually like, I'm like, it was not, it was not a vibe. Like I was flashy. Like there was a fly situation. Like it's not good for me. It was just not good. Um, But anyways, um, basically petrolatum when it was first like documented as being refined. And again, this history, it's really hard to find multiple citations. And I get really frustrated when people ask for it. There are a few citations from like, um, friars and like I think priests who were like documenting kind of what was happening in 1415 in Pennsylvania it was noticed by colonizers and the book it said settlers and I'm like we're gonna say colonizers um but basically it was noticed that um they were going into tar pits and then refining that material into something that they would apply to skin wounds things like that um and remember like Native Americans, like incredible technology. Like we have like them to thank for aspirin because it was noticed that they were using willow bark, which is salicylic acid, right? Um, So when you (laughs) see a lot of founders talking about it, it makes me deeply uncomfortable just because it's like, I'm looking at a lot of kind of like the innovations that um, indigenous people and Native Americans had because they had such like a strong knowledge of like healing, right? and balance. Um, and so it's, it's pretty incredible. And so that was in 1415. Fast forward to the 1850s, um, Augustinus Cheeseboro, I think that's how you pronounce his name. I like to call him uh, Cheeseburger just because <laughs> I don't like him. Um, but founder of Vaseline was in Pennsylvania and was on the oil, like oil fields and noticed that um, the people that were basically refining or are basically extracting the oil were using the rod wax, right? So there's like, there's buildup of wax, basically. Again, it is a byproduct of the gasoline industry. Mm-hmm. It is madness to throw it out. It's like, basically when people are like super like, they're like, I'm not going to support fossil fuels, throws out their Vaseline, gets into their car. You're like, this is so dumb. I hate everything. Right. <laughs> And like, also it's like, Vaseline is super excessively priced. 
So like, who are you actually trying to shame here? Like you don't have to use anything you don't want to use, but I do take serious issue with you shaming people for using Vaseline when sometimes that's the only product they can use and it's super fucking effective. Right. How dare you? But anyways, so Augustinus shows up, sees that they're using the rod wax and they're using it on their hands, right? Because I'm assuming that extracting oil in the 1850s was arduous labor. And so their hands were all fucked up. And so they started putting this rod wax on it. And then he immediately went back, refined it a bit further, patented that. That is Vaseline. Mm-hmm. Now, do I think that Augustinus was hanging out with Native Americans in the 1850s? No, I'm pretty sure that Native Americans were probably driven from that land by the 1850s. But I do think that that institutional knowledge, right? I think that in the 1400s, they noticed that and then they started doing that, right? So there's yeah, like this lack of attribution where it's like, I don't like expect, you know, you know, it's like, not that I don't expect, but it's just like, I guess I should expect it. Just say it. Right. Like I saw so many articles after my video about the history of Vaseline and it starts with fucking cheeseburger. I'm like, start with native Americans. This Mm -hmm. isn't hard. And it drove me nuts because I'm like, you're not even giving the full history, which is fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I wish yeah. there was more document because like, I'm now I'm thinking about where there's oil in like the rest of the world. And like, it wouldn't surprise me if like other cultures and people were using petrolatum as well. Right. So I think that it's just like about like attribution. It's kind of like how like the Greeks would use olive oil. Mm-hmm. 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 Like, it's just, if you talked about the history of olive oil and skincare, I guarantee you every writer would talk about how Greeks used it, at least a sentence, right? But it's like, you know, JLo doesn't need to be talking about the Greeks and like her product development, right? So I don't expect everybody that does petrolatum-based product do that. But if you're talking about the history, I find just like the erasure is just like so dark. It's like, it didn't start in 1850. It just didn't. Yeah. I mean what happens <laughs> it's yeah. literally what happens with yeah. with everything with everything. every melanated community that's mm-hmm. you know they kind of just get erased and i think that when you're talking about slugging i got a lot of comments you know being like you know black people have been doing this forever and i'm like well white women did it a lot before the clean beauty movement right like marilyn monroe literally would get out of the bath tub and would slather herself head to toe in Vaseline. Like Vaseline used to be one of the most common beauty products Mm -hmm. on everyone's shelves. And then clean beauty came in and demonized it. So where does this like myth come from that it clogs your pores then? I think it's just because it's really heavy. Mm -hmm. And for some people, it will cause reactions. You will break out from um, from Vaseline. See, when you were children, so children, um, the reason why um, children don't really have acne is because you haven't really had your hormones come wreak havoc on you yet. So your (laughs) oil production, that's why you have no pores, right? Like your oil production is quite minimal. And so to slather somebody in Vaseline, you're not going to really have, it's barrier protection. And it keeps like you actually kind of like warm. Right. So it's like actually like a, I do remember that as a wintertime staple. Yeah. And so like your parents actually were like really like doing you a solid, right? Mm-hmm. And flattering you and basking. You probably guys, you guys were probably so cute and glowing. Like, yes. <laughs> a little shiny. Like you were just little dewy dumplings. I love it. <laughs> um but but the thing is that once your hormones start to kick in, um, basically skin like acne is a form of a couple of different like matrices, right? So it's oil production. It's skin shedding, right? Like how fast your skin turns over. Um, And then also bacteria, right? So all of those things kind of like coming together and then creating an infection which gets trapped and then creates a papular pustule. That's it. 
And so if you're using Vaseline and say you're not exfoliating properly, well, guess what? It's, it's an occlusive. An occlusive mm-hmm. is something that reduces trans epidermal water loss, right? It reduces the evaporation of water from your skin. It creates a 99% seal. It is not plastic wrap. People that say this, I'm like, y'all, no, put saran wrap on your face and then that's a hundred percent. But so basically what's happening is that when you kind of like put that Vaseline on and you have that bacteria and that dead skin and it's trapped, well, yeah, that can cause a breakout. That can cause a reaction. Also, some people are allergic. Like people are allergic to so many different things. Some people are allergic to shea butter. I'm not, I use it. Some people are allergic to glycerin. It's in everything. Like right. when I see people DM me that, I'm like, oh, good luck. Poor thing. <laughs> Best of luck to you um, because it's in everything for good reason. It's a fantastic ingredient. But um, I think that's where that comes from. But in terms of whether it's bad for everybody, and that's again, the nuance, just because something doesn't work for you mm-hmm. doesn't mean it doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. I I definitely tried it because I moved to California um in February, the beginning of February, so I just got here and my skin and my hair are so dry and I go and like they're not typical typically dry mm-hmm. and I'm afraid of wrinkles. And so I googled like what to do and everyone's like the water here is hard too. So I actually had a girl tell me that she was washing her face with bottled water. <laughs> What? You can get like a water filter, but yeah, it's really, California is like really intense, but what makes slugging different from what your parents did, unless if your parents like, like need to be my parents, because if my parents (laughs) did this for me as a kid. So like, for me, it's about, it's about reducing that trans epidermal water loss. Right. And that's what creates the plumpness. It's that hydration in the skin. So for me, and as you get older, your oil production kind of goes like gets a little bit wonky. Mm -hmm. And so that's why your skin gets drier as you get older. So for me, it's about putting on an essence, right? An essence is just like basically like fancy water, an Mm -hmm. essence, right? Where it's really hydrating my serum, my moisturizer, I might go in with another essence really quick in a spray bottle. And then after that, I put on Vaseline at night or so no toner or something. So it's about really, tra- <laughs> <Pens off. laughs> it's about really trapping that. It's almost like kind of like an overnight face mask. Right. You know, when they say like an overnight moisture recovery cream, it's just a right. really fucking thick cream. It's just this. It's just and it's trapping cream. everything inside. It's just trapping which, everything inside. Which by the way, if you have crusty feet, Put yeah. some Vaseline after the shower and put socks on socks. and you wake up and those feet are no longer crusty. Nope. Nope. Because it's that trend. It's, and basically what petrolatum is, I have Vaseline. I, I swear. I have like a little like setup over here of just like stuff that I like talking about. Like, Wait, did you see that? Ty- did you, well, you used to watch the Tyra show? Oh my God, I'm yeah. obsessed with this. Do you remember when Tyra was like, I have a, a beauty secret and she gave everyone like Vaseline. Because yeah, she's right. Because she's right. Like, and, every, and the thing is, is like it, La Mer has better branding, but the most effective ingredient in that product is mineral oil. And I think a lot of the controversy mm-hmm. came from the fact that in the past, you know, petrolatum was not properly refined potentially in skincare. Like we're talking about like the sixties and seventies, but the reality is that regulations came in. So if you look at Vaseline, right. And oh, I've had this the product, big, the big jar. <laughs> I've had this product since 2019. Wow. Well, another thing with sustainability is how long does something last? Mm. When I look at some of these natural plant bombs, they last six months. So just, I can't with people, <laughs> but it says USP, US pharmacopoeia. I don't know if you can see that mm-hmm. USP, drug fact label. This means that it is triple refined. It has a certificate of analysis on the purity levels of the actual petrolatum. Okay. 
on the batch number. It's got an NDC code on the drug database. This is literally one of the safest things you can put on your face if you are not allergic or don't break out from it. Um, and so um, for me, I, I love lots of different bombs, right? Like I love using like butters, right? A lot of butters are also pretty occlusive. Um, but for me, it's what I always talk about Vaseline because again, of like that, like it's so controversial and it really shouldn't be. And right. it's, the, it's the manifestation of people taking like emotions over facts. Mm. And that's how we make so many decisions right? Like I always uh, compare it to like when, remember during the beginning of the pandemic, when everybody panic bought toilet paper? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fear. It was fear. There's toilet paper. If we didn't, if people didn't buy 50,000 rolls, there would be enough for everybody, but it was fear. And so biggest, that's like my favorite example to show. It's like, okay, so clean beauty, it uses fear. Fear that you're poisoning yourself. Fear that you're poisoning right. your kids. And I'm not going to say that every beauty company is perfect, that the industry is perfect because it's not. My issue is, is that a lot of these clean beauty companies, I'm like, you're not doing anything special. And most of your products couldn't even sell in Europe because it doesn't even pass stability. Like, <laughs> just so frustrating. And so for me, Vaseline, I used to tell people not to use it because I used to be a very big clean beauty person before I educated myself. And I realized, I was like, oh my God, I'm that white lady telling people to not use Vaseline. Like I need to atone. And so that's why I talk about <laughs> particularly, <laughs> this is why I talk particularly about Vaseline so much because I felt so duped. And you know, when you just feel really like, you feel really like silly and like you aren't like, I was like, how could I be had like that? Like I'm a marketing major. Like I know these tricks. Right. And particularly why I talk about Vaseline so much, but it's not just Vaseline. Vaseline, Aquaphor, Chemist Confessions has an amazing bomb. Like this is what I grew up with. It's this and this, not Nivea. Yeah. Not so different. This just has a lot of fragrance. So higher potential for irritation. Got it. Um, but I even threw this out. I used to use this in, in, in university. I would, I've been using this since I was nine. And I mean, I that is the truth. Cause of clean. Nivea. I love like a thick me. cream. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I have another question because yeah. we've been talking about beauty and we'll continue to talk about beauty, but a part of the beauty industry is injectables now. Mm-hmm. Like injectables, uh, you go to your local, what are they calling them? Uh, med spa. Med spas. <laughs> um, you get your little nip and tuck and people are starting in their 20s now. Like I remember it being a thing for like older ladies, but like yeah. now, <laughs> now like Gen Z is getting Botox and lip filler. What is your opinion on that and like how that affects the actual skin? So there are some studies mm. that Botox helps with epidermal thickness, but it's, they're pretty small. So I wouldn't take them as gospel. I think that people talk about preventative skincare a lot. And when you're looking at something like Botox, if you're not using sunscreen and taking care of your skin, then you're, it's not, I don't think that's a great practice. Mm. So full transparency, I haven't done anything like that because also I'm curious about what skincare does, right? Because I have actually a lot of sun damage. So I'm very curious as to how products are going to impact my face, but I'm also kind of like not at that point yet where I want to alter my appearance. I have a lot of problems with people kind of taking features from different cultures and like putting them on their faces. It makes me deeply uncomfortable, Mm. right? Because, you know, it's like, I've had people tell me, it's like, oh, like, have you ever thought about lip filler? And it's like, this is my face. And like, also like, I don't want to feel bad about my face. Like, why are we doing this to ourselves? Like, I don't, I don't. I don't, I I think that if you get it, because it's going to make you feel 
good and it's because something that you really want to do and you're not doing it for someone else or because of something that somebody made fun of you for, right? Another big one is like, you know, nose jobs, right? A lot of people mm-hmm. in an Italian household get them. And, um, you know, it's just something that I'm like, it's just my face, right? I just, I, 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 I come, I'm like at peace with it. And so my one concern is that I think about if things were as accessible in my twenties, when I was getting a base tan, I'm not necessarily making the best decisions. Cause I actually don't know. And I don't really understand the ramifications. And I'm really grateful that I didn't like alter or touch anything in my face now, even though if I had the money or the resources I might have in my twenties. And so I do think about that a little bit as well, but ultimately it's like, I know plenty of people that get Botox in their 20s. And, you know, what I will say is that when those people get pregnant and they stop doing Botox, the wrinkles are there. So I don't think (gasps) it's actually preventative, really. Like, I don't think there's really great research on it. Maybe somebody changed my mind, do real research. There's one study, it's like a case study. And it's not even a study because it's like this one woman gets Botox and this one woman doesn't, but it was like fresh (laughs) Botox. And I'm like, well, obviously she's going to look good, like, you know, good. Yeah after fresh Botox, but then it's like the fine print is like the sister lives in a sunny location, doesn't wear sunscreen, smokes cigarettes. And then the other one's like the epitome of health, like right. giving Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, grass shots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, there are so many things that contribute to quote, like aging. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you're looking at that, I'm going to, oh, I'm going to say it over. It's, it's photo damage is like the number one. Yeah. And so I do think though, it's like, you know, I do think that as I get older, it's like you start you start to not recognize yourself. I think that people put a lot of shame on women around aging and for not wanting to age. And I think it's really not helpful because obviously with beauty standards, like there is power in that. It's a very limited power, but it is a form of power that women have. And so it's really not helpful to be like, you're vain. It's like, okay, well, I can operate through the world more easily this way. Like when I wear mascara, people don't stop me on the street to tell me you look sick, go to the hospital. That happens right. to me. Like literally, somebody's like, you look unwell. And I'm like, I'm not wearing mascara. I'm so tired. <laughs> now I'm tired. <laughs> New York is wild though. People will do crazy. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I think that another piece of it is that aging is a, is a, you see yourself about to die. And like, we're a culture that doesn't really like come to terms with death. We don't mm. talk about death. You know, it's like, it's very much a part of it. And so it's like, I was actually talking to men recently. So I was like, what do the men think? And like men don't like to age either. And they don't like their hairlines, the hairlines, the wrinkles, the wrinkles. They think about the wrinkles too. Oh, I didn't know they think about the wrinkles. Oh yes. But it's a reminder that we're getting older and that certain parts of our life are over. And I, and I talked to a lot of women in their fifties because when you hit menopause, it's kind of like when, like when women like as a whole, just because of your hormones and it's why it's like HRT should be hormone replacement therapy should be far more accessible and covered by health insurance because, well, I mean, every, we should have health insurance. That's a whole other rant for another day. But all this to say, it's like, you know, um, your collagen does really deplete. And so you do change very rapidly and then you don't recognize yourself. And that is oh, a God. real it's thing. No, it's not. It's just a part of life. Like it's going to happen to everybody. And you know, it's like, I don't know. I'm like in France, like none of my family, nobody's like interested in beauty. Nobody gets Botox. Nobody gets fillers. Nobody gets facelifts. And I'm like, these women are all beautiful. And so it's like, I think that also like, we need to like, also like change our idea that only poreless wrinkleless, like egg faces. Yeah. Beautiful because it's just like really exhausting and it's, it's unattainable. Um, and it's also very much so a more recent 
phenomenon. Like I, or not recent, but it's, I don't know. I feel like it's a very like European beauty standard. I think it is more recent-ish, definitely. Like, you know, I have a hard time thinking that indigenous women that were older and like respected in society were like shamed because they didn't wear mascara. Yeah, no, (laughs) but I will say like, like sometimes I wonder, okay, if, if we had to pick one thing, I know you should probably strive for both, but is it what you put on your skin or what you put in your body? Because my mom, no, she's never done filler. She's never done Botox, but that woman is 70 years old and has like a wrinkle, like her skin yeah. is beautiful. I mean, and she just like drinks sea moss all day. <laughs> hang on, wait, can I hang out with your mom? Uh, so I would say, I would say that so genetics is a huge part of it, right? So I think that also like we, we, we think we can control things, but there is an extent to what we can control. So genetically, I am pale. I have no melanin. It does not protect my skin. I am not made for the sun. It's why I laugh when people say it's like, the sun is so good for you. I'm like, literally like this melanin tone has evolved to not be for the sun right right like, literally that's why my skin is the way it is and when I get any sort of melanin production a tan it's because of uv radiation damage my skin is trying to protect itself and skin mm-hmm. cancer runs in my family so we're good love I'm not gonna do it so mm-hmm. that is genetics but I will say though it's like I do think that like stress like I don't think we fully understand the impacts of cortisol Mm. on on what that does to our body right and like we always talk about us being sick and obviously pollution and like our food supply is like you know there's like so many different elements of it but I also think that we are a very stressed society and like that's probably not helping um and then sugar consumption and like all of that yes like you know glycation is something that happens right when you eat a lot of sugar it can deplete collagen um don't stress out about that though because stress is bad for you um, right <laughs> chicken so or the egg a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of different elements but here's the thing with with my with my skin tone I could drink all the meadow foam slurpee whatever <laughs> it wouldn't matter because of the sun mm. so okay I the girls know the girls who listen they know I love my Botox not so much for wrinkles but for like that snatch like you've yeah. got a snatched forehead so like do I just need to be using Vaseline plugging? <laughs> yeah I'm like is is that the trick because no the wrinkles I, mean, don't I, do really... have, I do have wrinkles though on my forehead you just can't tell because it's so moisturized but um, it looks they're, so they're dynamic smooth. It's, it's skincare it's um there's dynamic and there's static wrinkles dynamic is expression lines and right. static wrinkles is just like wrinkles that you get from aging and so for me I just I've come to terms with dynamic wrinkles they don't bother me that might change when I turn 40 or 50. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like a facelift's never out of the question. And I know it's a lot harder to do that when you have fillers. It's like scrape off the fillers I've heard. Oh, oh gosh. You talked about, yeah, yeah. There's like fillers. Like, I don't think we fully understand how fillers dissolve and how they migrate around the face. So for me, I'm going to probably keep it. But for me, it's like, I do want to recognize myself when I look in the mirror. And that is something that I do care about. And if that makes me vain, well, we're really fine with pride in the United States, but only when it's like Jeff Bezos, like literally burning the planet. Not when women want to look awake. That's that kind of pride is not okay. Right. The fillers, they definitely, they move. You never, like, I've gotten fillers in my lips. Like, half the time I'm like, is it still there? What's going on? And especially in the lip, if if you don't already have big lips, 
if you're watching the YouTube, you'll be able to see what I'm doing. If you're not, I'll try to describe as much as possible, but especially in the lips, like they start, it starts to like stretch and it like almost gives you like a five o'clock shadow. If you've got, I would get filler in my lips. lips when I get older, right. Just to, to replace volume. Right. If that makes sense. Because the, the reality is that you lose volume. The reason why your skin starts to sag is because you're actually losing fat. Um, and so replacing that with fillers does make a lot of sense. Um, but I'm 35. Like, I think I'm, yeah, I you have know, so much time. I feel yeah. like I'm such a baby. Like yeah. I'm a baby. And I, when I hear 20 year olds, like freaking out about aging, it just makes me like, I used to work at Snapchat and it, it's like, I remember when the filters were just like vomiting unicorns and then they really quickly turned into these like really scary face augmentations mm-hmm. on like what is considered like it's like pick and choose like your features, but like, mm-hmm. from like different, like kinds of like groups. And it was so like, un- it was so unsettling. And so I just, I honestly, it's like, I can't shame anybody for anything that they're choosing to do because people would love to shame me for even just the amount of skincare that I use. Right. right. But for me, I do worry about, um, how people feel. And I hope that people, when they do these things, they actually feel better after doing them and to really think about that. Um, and then understanding that just because you're getting Botox doesn't mean that you're never going to have wrinkles. And I don't think that's a realistic standard to set. Like I'm going to have wrinkles. I have wrinkles. It's fine. Yeah. Wait, Charlotte, are you from New York? No, I was born in Boston and then I lived in France for a little bit. And then I came back and I lived all over New England and then I went to school in Canada. Oh, a lot, a lot of moving. I was only asking because like, I, I have moved to Los Angeles and everyone here has something, uh, like I feel like. I don't know what like people actually look like, um, <laughs> but I, um, I, it kind of bothers me that white women are getting lip filler because yeah. my natural lips, like they're putting on their face and they didn't have to deal with the trauma that I had to deal with growing up. Shade, do you remember when kids would be like, you got DSLs? Dick sucking lips. Yes. Yes. I used to chase you that. around and say you have DSLs. And now I'm mean, putting DSLs on I, your face. Yeah. It's, it's fucked up. Like, I don't know. Like, it's one of those things where um, I, I think that when you're looking at it from that perspective, like you see it even with like, what is it? Like the, I'm going to, I'm going to, the fox eyes. Yes. Oh yeah. The like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not, yeah. And you're just like, and I can't even imagine, like, you know what I mean? It's like for people who are Asian, that's like a, it's like picking features. Like ultimately like the reality is, is that we are all beautiful. Like I think beauty is so subjective that like these are beautiful features. And what's fucked up is that we, we demonize otherness and that where does that come from? And why are we like that? Um, you know, it's like, I was like mocked like to hell in high water for my eyebrows and my nose, you know what I mean? And it's like, I didn't change my nose, but it's like with my eyebrows, it's a very easy thing to fix. I, you can see my, my license. I, uh, had no eyebrows. So really I played myself. Um, (laughs) but it's like, I just think it's one of those things where it's like, I, it's so hard because it's like, people are going to do what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. But from my perspective, it's like, I don't think people would be as upset about it if they weren't like, as like had trauma from it as like from childhood. You know what I mean? It's like, you're going to make fun of something and then you're going to pick and choose it when it's trendy and it's not trendy. It's somebody's fucking face. And right. the trends change so often. So it's like, it shouldn't change. you're I'm like, constantly it's so trying like, to no keep up what. with what's happening. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. It's, it's so like, crazy. It's like, people just look good and let's just leave it at that. 
You know right. what I mean? Um, and I think and that everyone doesn't need to have the same face. <laughs> no. In versus something out. It's like, it's somebody's fucking face. Mm-hmm. It's here. So it's in. It's like the right. Mr. Potato Head, the things that people yes. are doing, like people are putting on like, okay, today I'm going to have these eyes and this nose and this. And then they're like, oh, that's no longer in style. New lips. Let's like yeah. dissolve and this I and change that's that. that's what's fucked up. Yeah. Does that make sense? Um, totally. And I think it's also... And this is why I talk so much about culture and beauty standards and white supremacy and things like this in beauty, because yeah, it impacts like how people are treated and how they feel. Yeah. Like, it's just a reality. And so to not acknowledge that and to not see kind of like how beauty has a huge impact on how women feel. Like I always joke that it's like, I love beauty. Like I love skincare. I love makeup. I love being a shapeshifter. But whenever I see like a beauty cup, people being like empower yourself with this lipstick. I'm like, is Warren Buffett going to start wearing lipstick? No, it's not. Like, <laughs> it's not empowering. Like, it's okay to just want to look good. And it's like, we almost try to say everything like, but that, and it's like, good is, is subjective, but I think that if we were just more accepting of how people want to look good, whether you want to wear no makeup, use no skincare, or do the maximalist, we'd have a much more happy and inclusive society. I think the problem right now is that we judge everything. Yeah. And it's always going to end up being hypocritical because you're always going to make a decision that somebody is going to not agree with. It's like, we actually just need to be accepting. And that is like what we want. And you're going to go through phases, I feel. Like right now I'm on like a eyelash break and like I thought that I would never do that but I'm like I'm taking a break and I'll probably go back to them and I'm just trying to do like more of a natural look but when I go out sometimes you better fucking believe I'm throwing on some a strip lash and a whole (laughs) lot of makeup to feel like a bad bitch for the weekend and I can do that you should have seen my makeup yesterday it was beautiful (laughs) (laughs) I wore a corset felt great yes oh great Oh my gosh. We, and we should be able to do that. I don't want to keep you forever, but we do have two more questions for you. And one is quite controversial. It is the Kim K variety moment Mm -hmm. and the importance of hard work. Um, I feel like this has been a big PR stunt. So I almost 100%. feel, feel guilty about it right now. I know. Right. I'm like, I feel guilty. Everyone's like giving it time. It. I'm like her show airs on blah, blah, blah. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But at the same time, yeah. it, it, okay. it kind of ties back to this girl boss conversation. And like, I am so torn and confused by like what is happening in our society. A friend of mine actually recently posted that she told her dentist, she was like quitting her job. And he was like, what are you doing next? And she was like, nothing. And he was like, so what is the plan? And she said, to rest. And I was like, yes, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I think that it's like, okay. So from my perspective, generally speaking, it's like, if you have the means to be able to rest, like, please rest. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that I mean, I think that when people heard the Kim Kardashian things, I saw it and I heard it. I think that we're, like for me, I'm thinking about like janitors or people who are cleaning up the subways or people who are in service, right? So people who are mm-hmm. working, you know, in restaurants and it's like, I'm sorry, like hardest working people. Like it is so fucking hard and thankless and people are rude to you. Like it's, I hate, like, I, you know, it's like, it just, and so when you, when you look at it that way, it's like, okay. And then there's like the other piece where it's like, okay, well, when you go to work at a job, 
like I used to work at like tech companies and things like that. And they'd always be like, your family now work through the weekends. Don't sleep. I can text you and call you at any time. Mm -hmm. That is not okay. You know, people always told me when I started my company that I'd be working more than I'd ever worked in my life. And I'm actually working a lot less than I did ever working at corporations. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm still, I still work a lot. Like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to put that out there. That's like, I'm, it's like one of those things where it's like, I, do I not feel like it's work sometimes because it's like, I love mm-hmm. editing videos and I love programming like the site or I love interacting with customers. Like I wouldn't even consider that really work. It's like really only when I'm like interfacing with investors, I'm like, okay, maybe it's a little bit of work. Um, but I also think that it's like, a it's a really easy thing to say for somebody who's been raised in wealth. So it's like, from my perspective, it's like, obviously not raised, well, not obviously, I was not raised in like the wealth scenario of Kim Kardashian, but like my family was perfectly fine. Um, I was able to get a good education in a university, right? Um, that I got for free because I'm French. And when you go to McGill and you're French, it was free at the time. Um, oh. So I didn't have debt and not having debt right there. Like how many, Amer- like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, like you want to get up and work? It's like, okay, well you have $250,000 worth of debt and you're not even like 25 yet. Yeah. Like that's actually demoralizing. That is depressing as fuck. <laughs> and so- you know, from my perspective, it's like, you know, I came to New York and like, I didn't necessarily have like any like connections and I did have to build those, but like, I have to recognize that I had McGill, that certificate. I'm very tall, which apparently like impacts how people see you as like more credible in person. What? Yeah. There's this whole study. I'm pretty, I'm white and I'm thin. These are all things that like are privilege. And Mm -hmm. so that all helps. And I'm very aware of that. And like, that that's all like helped me, but like, yeah, I had to work, but also I'm ready to rest. Like, I think that, what is it? Nap ministry? Like yeah. I need to get yeah. myself out of like the capitalism cycle and I'm not fully there yet. Like nap ministry is like what we should all be aiming towards. Cause I think a lot about how, to, how out of all the permutations of society, this is the one that made it through. Like we could all get along, but we just aren't. Oh my gosh. I, I love a lot of what you said. Um, we talk a lot about like, not just in, in terms of her comment, but like being able to acknowledge certain privileges you have, how that gets you in certain spaces, like what that means. And I also like how transparent you were about like working for yourself because that's a whole other layer. And that kind of segues into my next question, which was, we'd love to hear more about your brand, um, like what inspired it, what you're super excited by and, you know, let the people know, because that's another thing in stalking you. I got to learn more about you being a businesswoman and it was really exciting to see. Yeah. So do is the name of my company. It's D I U X. It's Dieu in French. See, that's why I don't want to say it. Cause I was like, I'm gonna fuck it up. I'm gonna be no, like, we just say do it's like, I see, do. So many, I see so many American brands just like take random French words and like completely butcher them. And I'm like, it's my time to shine. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> when I go to France, so all my French relatives are like the fuck it's the French word for gods. And so our whole uh, thing is that we want people to question, to be curious, um, and to not take leaps of faith. We don't want you to blindly follow. We want you to really look at things and really understand if they work for you. Right. So it's like when deliverance launched, which is our, our, our first serum, our first like skincare product, because we made these forever eye masks that are reusable eye masks. You know, people, we just launched a moisturizer and people are like, I just bought it without looking at the ingredient list. I'm like, no, I'm like, <laughs> look at the ingredient list, this might not work for you. So I think that we're, what we're really excited about 
is changing the narrative around where we should be going with skincare. What does sustainability mean? The reality is sustainability does not exist and we shouldn't be kind of smoke screening customers. We should be educating them so they can make more informed decisions. When you look at a lot of the misinformation that's out there, a lot of it is from brands. Um, not a lot, but, well, I'll give it, I'll give it 50%. Mm-hmm. And, um, we're also just really excited to do more innovative formulas that are very price transparent. So we actually show how we get to our pricing breakdowns. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of like what we just want to like keep bringing new things to the space that are as accessibly priced as we can do. So um, we launched our Forever Eye Mask about a year ago, then Deliverance, which is a serum, and then Instant Angel, which is a fantastic moisturizer. Um, if you have dry skin, it's your best friend. Uh, my co-founder Joyce did the patent for triple lipid by SkinCeuticals, which is one of the like the most popular moisturizers in the U.S. Um, and so we try to create a more like accessible version that would really like replenish the barrier, protect the skin, and just um, not pill. Because something that annoys me so much with masks is like you put on your like your skincare and then your makeup and then your sunscreen and you wear a mask and then it just balls up. Yep biggest pet peeve of all time. And so we really formulated it intentionally to not have it do that. Um, and we're just excited to launch more products um, and really rethink packaging. Like we spent like um, hours yesterday at our packaging place, like where we're actually like measuring carbon footprints, waste and figuring out like the best packaging system to just like minimize that. Because for me, it's like, it's on the company to figure out sustainability, not like telling the consumer, well, here's how you recycle. It's like recyclability is like the obvious, like what is the actual like material that you're using and how are you getting it and where is it shipping from? I love, I love that. that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, I love that you're thinking about how the packaging could be sustainable too. I, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this brand. I'm trying to find the name of it, but it's like pink. It's Glow Recipe. Mm-hmm. So like they have like a lotion and like it comes in like a little thing that you remove and then you just buy the replacements. Yeah. And I, I thought that was pretty cool. That like I love a replacement system. The, the yeah. challenge with replacements is just making sure that the replacement and the thing isn't creating like more packaging. Mm. Um, but we calculated that if you remove overcaps from your serum, right? The overcap, this is super boring, but here's a serum bottle. This is the overcap, right? Mm-hmm. This is not necessary for this to function, right? It's just this. You can right. seriously reduce your carbon footprint and waste just by right, by removing this. So we're coming out with um, we're coming out with some really cool options that I'm, I'm very excited about. But it's not going to be for a minute. But we're going to be launching an eye cream to go with the eye masks, hopefully by the summer. So exciting! Yeah. I was going to say any tea you can spill, anything you yeah. can tell us. That was that was a oh, little. And we're going to make it super accessibly priced, like these, like. eye creams like the raw crazy that's why I don't use them I mean sometimes they are sometimes the active is that expensive but then the data has to be really really good and I think that that's where like we cross at the crossroads because Mm -hmm. usually it isn't it's very promising data so we're using actives that have pretty good data and we're doing um we're going to be doing a really big study with and without the eye mask to see how much that actually helps with it as well um but I will say that eye creams they do work it's just like the price sometimes you're like are you taking the piss like what is this it's right milliliters (laughs) 15 milliliters yeah i'm like um i will just have baggy eyes and conceal them i guess because this is crazy (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much for joining us for bearing with some of the tech difficulties and all the ups and downs but it was such a pleasure to talk to you to learn more about you and we are super excited for some of the new stuff you're launching we're going to make sure everybody gets them some do come Mm -hmm. on now 
Oh, you're French. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, where Thank can you the people? So much for having me. <laughs> of course. I was going to say, where can the people find you? Um, all your handles, all the links, websites, all that fun stuff. So it's at Do Skin or myself at Charlotte Parlay because I didn't want to put Palermino because it's too <laughs> fucking long and it doesn't fit on any government paperwork. <laughs> um, so Parlay, Parlay, the French word to talk. As you can tell, that's something I do a lot. (laughs) All right, y'all, this has been fun and we're going to have to say bye now. Bye. 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 What would you do? I got a spicy what would you do for y'all. This came fresh and direct to my FaceTime this morning. Well, my friend's FaceTime. So a friend of of ours, uh, he lives in Bangkok, right? He met, he meets this girl on an app and they go out for a really, well, actually he said they've been talking on an app for like two to three months. Great conversation. She's super interesting. She has all these degrees, speaks all these languages. She's gorgeous. Blah, 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 blah. They meet up finally to go out for like a romantic dinner. It's beautiful. It's lovely. The vibes are high. He says he's going to go to an island that following weekend for a month and would love it if she would come out there. And he, she's like, actually, I was supposed to go to that island to meet up with my friend for a week because there's all these parties and stuff. And he's like, great. So while you're out there, maybe we could spend a couple of days together, blah, 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 blah. So a couple of days passes. He follows up with her like, hey, are you still coming out to the island? She's like, no, actually, it's just too expensive. I'm not going to make it. He says throughout the conversation, he somehow gets her last name and her like ID information like stealthily sends her a plane ticket to her inbox. And she's like, that's so romantic. Oh my God, what an amazing, like, that's such a, such a treat. Like, you're so sweet. He's like, yeah. So, you know, if you want to go, I know you already had plans with your friends to spend the weekend with them. Then we can spend like the next like four days together on the side of the island that I'm on. I'd love to show you the parts of the island that aren't parties. I want to take you snorkeling. I want to do this. I want to do that. Blah, 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 blah. So they get down to the island. She's with her friend on the other side of the island for the weekend as she said she was going to be there. Um, my friend is in the background. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to fact check. I'm saying this, this is correct, right? Like, okay. Stop me if I mess up any of the sequence of events. So then the, like the days pass when she's supposed to then come move to his side of the island. And she, he checks in with her like, Hey, are you still coming? Da, 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 da. She's like, yeah, I'm still going to come, but actually I'm going to bring my friend and she's getting in a, a room. So I'm just going to stay with her oh. instead. And like, I'll meet up with you for, to do all the stuff, but like, I'm staying with her instead or whatever. So then he's like, okay, he, he's bothered. Like he's taken aback by it, but he's like, okay. So then the first night they were supposed to meet up and have like a romantic dinner. What does Shorty go and do? She bring the friend. She brings a friend on the dinner. So now the three of them are having dinner. The friend is ordering the whole menu. Hundreds of dollars of food, the 20, 20-something dollar glasses of wine, blah, 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 blah. They make a plan to go to do this like snorkeling thing. They talk all about it. We're going to meet here. We're going to take the kayaks. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. It's going to be great. The friend is still going to come on the kayak date or whatever. (laughs) So then the next day he texts her like, hey, just checking in. Are we still going on the kayaks? And she doesn't reply for like mad hours. And then she finally writes back like, hey, sorry, me and my friend have been working all day. And he's like, okay, let me know when you're done. And she sends him a picture of her friend carrying a coconut, like drinking out of a coconut. And then like never replies ever again. And then he goes out that night and he sees them walking up the street in their club attire on their way to the party. <laughs> so you got to take the L. I mean, <laughs> you got to take the L. Right? What's the, what's, I guess, what is the question? So his friends have been giving him the advice to cancel her return ticket. I mean, he could be spiteful. He could be spiteful and do that. 
got a notification. Just you buying someone a ticket does not ensure that they need to stay with you. And like you took that risk. You bought a girl a ticket and got played. Yeah. Yeah. Sade. I was going to say five years ago. Sade last year. I probably would have some spiteful shit like that. But you know, we're we're really leaning into. He could cancel the ticket. I wouldn't cancel the ticket. I'm saying. Shade of last year, you might have done that, but now I would not do that just because I'm like, you know what, karma. The he doesn't need to put any more negative energy into the atmosphere, and he will definitely be rewarded for you know being a good sport. And to Chelsea's point, kind of took a risk, right? It's the game, and that is what it is. But I don't like that it seems like this girl's definitely taking advantage of him also i know who this is so he's a very like giving person mm-hmm. um he's not the type of person like oh yeah well i bought this for you so now you need to do that which i think a lot of niggas will do and yep. it's like no he's just genuinely like i want to spend time with you so like let me do this nice gesture he was and, so like, sad to, to see him get played it's like damn but there's more on the horizons for you if you're listening here's my also like, little take here she doesn't really owe him anything. Like Nothing. he bought the flight. I could see this very easily happening. She's with her friend and she somehow, she realizes like, you know what? Either I'm not feeling him or I don't feel comfortable. Being but with communicate him. that. Um, yeah, she, that's, that's, that's the step she missed. But she, she wanted the flight. Say, no, but she didn't ask for the flight. He gave it no, to no, her. No, 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 no. Like she she wanted to go with her friends. Then she couldn't afford the flight. Some Santa Claus came down and said, hey, I'll buy the flight. (laughs) But it's not like she was like, hey, daddy. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, Like, Santa Santa literally just gifted her a flight and she She owes him nothing. She owes him nothing. She owes him a, hey, I'm not going to go kayak That would be decent. Yeah. Decency. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if she owes it, but that would be the right thing to do. The decent Because why would you, even regardless of flight, let's just say she was hypothetically there and we made all these plans and then you just like, don't say anything to me. Like that's not. That's fucked up. Yeah, that would be. But I think, I think in terms of like what he should do is cut her off. Like don't Mm. take her message. She does not like you. Don't talk to her anymore. Stop pursuing her. She's made it clear. She's not interested. No more dinners for her and the greedy bitch. No. Yeah, he said that they were at the table getting hangry and being rude. And that and was he also paid for unattractive. The too? Yes. Of course he did. Who and he was going to pay to take these girls out on an excursion, the girl and her friend, the next day. Yeah. I told him I was going to talk about it on the show. He said he might send this to her. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, you are not like, being a nice girl. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's like the nice guys finish last kind of thing, like... Yeah. Like, should he we call, clear. should we say he's simping? No, he's just being a nice guy. But when you get a treacherous woman who will take advantage, <laughs> then they turn you into a simp. A meandry. Yeah. Misandry. Yeah, I don't think she intended, <laughs> not, it's not like she intended to finesse him, but she probably just got all caught up and just is not thinking, doesn't care, which is being. That's foul. Yeah. It's just being it's inconsiderate. inconsiderate. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a very simple to say, you know, like, hey, thank you so much. Like, I'm, I, I think I'm just going to spend a lot of time with my friend. Appreciate the flight. Boom. Yeah. Not, yeah. oh, I've been working all day. And then you send me a picture with a coconut. Bitch, working where? Right. Like, what? What, what am I supposed to make of this coconut picture? So you're on vacation? You're chilling? 
and I'm waiting for you. Fuck up. Basically. Mm, hoes be winning. Not that I'm calling her a hoe. It just felt like an appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> City girls up 25. Right, exactly. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, y'all. Bye. Good luck, brother. Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting and we'll see you next week. Bye.